With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Yes, sir. We're back here with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's me, the guy, the voice, really relevant, real Terrell from Junior. And you know, I got him with me. He held us down. He held us down for me because I was in Vegas and I was off frolicking. I was football in. I was zoned in on football. But shout out to our guy, Dave Sherapan, who came in and he said, hey, I know it's football, but we got the we got the finals coming in. We need to make sure you're watching and help trying to get me set up over at the sports book with the WNBA game. Here's the guy that held it down for you here on the WNBA Gambling Podcast, Scott Studio, Rachel. Scott, what's going on? Well, I did my best. I couldn't really duplicate the intro and outro. Well, unlike you, I actually have an outro, so that's a step in the right direction, but <laughs> a little shade thrown there. But no, overall, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Uh, overall, the game one went well for the two of us. I plugged your plays. I speculated you liked the under for the total because you liked Connecticut plus the points, and mm-hmm. I was right because that's the first thing you told me. So I mentioned those. I mentioned you liked Vegas to win the series. I didn't mention a prop, though, because I, I don't remember you telling me one, so I just said Vegas to win the series which was still 260, but, you know, that, that's still a step in the right mm-hmm. direction. As for me, it went well. I had the under as my lock, which was never in doubt. These totals are not even close half the time in the WNBA playoffs. Yeah. had the player prop under for John Quell, 15 and a half points. It's the second straight game. She's cashed by landing exactly 15. So she's like the queen of the points prop sweat. And I've yeah. won each time, which is definitely nice. I also know that you bumped into her actually while you were in Vegas. Yes, cool. I did. I did. If you caught me on my Instagram, I randomly was leaving the sports book. I went to the bathroom and I had was coming out the bathroom with Kobe Dant. And I see Jacquel just walk like walking the opposite. Like I'm we're walking towards each other. We see each other. And I'm like, Hold on, wait a minute. And she's and she automatically knows oh somebody recognized me. And which is funny because I feel like, you know, how often do you think she does get recognized? That's what I was saying. I was like, I don't think she gets recognized often. One, because people don't watch the sport, but like I don't think she gets recognized often. So I was like, hey, hold on, nah, nah, nah. I had to be like, bro, you can't just like walk past me. Like, it was good. Hey, you know, wish her luck and everything. We had a short little conversation to picture it. And so it was cool. It was Did cool you hand her the WNBA podcast, you know, business card or no so i wanted to but i didn't want to get caught for because i knew that i was going to be on the sun plus six and i didn't want them to come in and be trying to hem me up like hey he's you know he's tampering he's tampering with the game i was like nah 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 she already in vegas let me not but i did plug in the show she is aware of the show okay so she might be tuning in just to listen let me see what they do talking about what's the punishment for tampering anyway second round pick 
<laughs> something i have no idea <laughs> a little bit of a fine i don't know but we gotta look into that i don't think nobody's tried it so maybe i should have did it and i might have got away with it. nobody's probably even tried it before all i know is that game one went well for us uh did not go well for her because the sun lost it was still a very mm-hmm. good game uh, i do have a rant about game one i don't know if you want to get into that now or you want to do a read first and yeah I'll get into let the me rant go after. ahead and get us paid by win bet because you can now new customers go and bet their hundred dollar get a hundred dollar promotion where a hundred dollar bet qualifies you for a hundred dollar free bet. And the WinBet Casino is open 24-7-24-7. And you can deposit 100% deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. It's called Build Your Own Bet. The exact same thing and start building a monster parlay. Sean stacking money green hit one while we were out in Vegas and it was, it was a nice cash for that Thursday night game. So shout out to him. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling phone call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Live Sports Bureau. Yes, you may know them because they are the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, MLB has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. You might have heard them as they are the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues. Look, player validated news, league validated news, player stats, team records, expert game analysis. You have all of that available to you with the Elias Game Plan app. That is their app that is going to give you the best advantage over your fantasy leagues, over your bets. So, the NFL season is here. Download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And we have a special offer, 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only when you use promo code SGPN. So find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store, Google Play Store, and make sure you use code SGPN for that 14-day free trial. We're also brought to you by FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. NFL Red Zone with games at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainments. Look, you use it on all devices. Not miss an episode with your favorite shows. Cloud-based DVR system. So you can go back. You can go back and see what you miss and make sure you're breaking these games down when you're handicapping right now you can try to fubu tv for free seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubu tv.com says sgp that's fubu tv.com f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp we're also brought to you by no house advantage to changing the game by Offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform, you can play Pick'em League contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your pits. Bet up to five player props over unders and individual player matchups across all major sports. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or use the down or download the app. Download the app and to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. All right, Scott, let's go. 
Wait, no, let's let you rant first before we get into this, because I got to hear this. So I ranted previously in one of the last pods about the actual schedule and how there were a lot of off days and how it seemed like there was really no flow to the playoffs. I have a rant about the schedule, but for a different reason. So ESPN has been showing a lot of WNBA games. And I'm not sure how the ratings were doing, but as far as I know, they're doing decently. And WNBA has been a lot of fun for us to watch on TV, especially on Mm -hmm. ESPN, which is pretty easily accessible. The issue that I have is that you know the WNBA finals and what the dates are going to be. That's already predetermined, right? Yep. You have week two or week two and a half, whatever you want to call it, of college football on Saturday. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You have NFL week one on Sunday. You schedule game one of the WNBA finals in the middle of football Sunday. I don't know how you don't push this. And so it was Monday afternoon. You had nothing on Monday. Monday afternoon would have been OK. Tuesday would have been best. Just like before Monday night football. Just throw it in like Monday, maybe like five o'clock. Just have a transition directly. in. I, what you need a three hour. pre. You really need a three hour preview show for Monday night football. Either way, the point is, I just found it bizarre. When I was in the sports book, uh, I ended up going on a separate trip, not to Vegas. But when I was in the sports book and I'm looking at all of the TVs and you have NFL on like 90% of the TVs, a little bit of U.S. Open coverage later on in the afternoon on like one corner TV. I look to the right and you have the smallest TV with ESPN on WNBA surrounded by like nine or ten huge TVs, all NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's really a perfect summary of what I was kind of referring to when I started this rant. I don't know how you can claim as an overall organization that you are focused on building the brand and you're Mm -hmm. focused on increasing viewership and popularity, and yet you schedule the biggest game of the season, game one of the finals, following several days off in the middle of the one o'clock NFL Sunday games, roughly around the start of the fourth quarter. That's my rant. I don't know what the hell the thought process was. Week one, when everybody cares about football, like I don't know. We I know we talked about too many days off, but would we be? We wouldn't have been mad if they pushed us to Tuesday. No, like at some point you got to realize, especially ESPN, which I'm not sure how much they're paying for broadcasting, but I'm sure they're paying something for the Mm -hmm. rights to broadcast the games. You're also broadcasting Monday night. Like you should understand the importance of football because you spend billions of dollars for the rights to broadcast Monday night every year. Mm-hmm. You really couldn't have found a better time slot for game one of a finals that you're actually broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was ridiculous, and I had to mention it because nobody's going to talk about it. I thought it was offensive to the WNBA to schedule that during the biggest sports day of the year, and nobody was watching WNBA. Yeah. I agree. I'm 100% with you. It's really, really insane. And I, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Like I told you, Dave Sherpan came into the sports book where we were all there. You know, we got everybody together to go watch. Everybody, fans of SGPN, people that work SGPN all together to watch the games. Dave Sherpan pulled up and he sat there, looked at me, said, Hey, what are you doing? The WNBA game is about to start. You got you to get to a TV. You got to see that. And I'm like, yeah, man. I was about to ask him to put it on one of the TVs there, but I felt like all the rabbit MFL fans would have <laughs> would have really had a riot had I wasted a TV spot on that. But it's, it's, it's really insane. I have no I, – I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand it at all. 
and I'm not sure if you were going to rant about it or if I was supposed to. I was going to mention it. I was going to mention. It. I'm glad you got you beat me to it, but I was going to mention it. It was really really bad spot, and you know, ne- at least we know game two is going to be a lot better. Everybody that wants to watch, or even the new viewers that know the final now know the finals are going on. Also waiting off of their NFL high to get high again off the NFL next weekend. Well, you got WNBA during the week. I got to assume that the WNBA finals were at least game one was one of the most disappointing viewership numbers for sporting events over the weekend. And it wasn't the player's fault. I'll tell you that much. And even if you don't, the game was great. Even if you don't like the WNBA, and I'm sure there are some people out there, and if honestly, if you don't, I'm not sure if you don't like it, I don't know why you're listening to this, but still, the point is, even if you don't like the a specific league, you have to at least recognize that the scheduling spot really just set them up for failure. Mm-hmm. There's really no excuse there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this game. Tuesday, September 13th. 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Connecticut Sun playing in game two versus the Las Vegas Aces. Aces are up 1-0 on the series line. Opened at five, now sitting at four and a half. Total opened up at 165, now sitting at 163 and a half. Total has come down from when it opened last week at, not last week, but last game at 168 and a half for a good reason because it didn't even get close. (laughs) All right, Scott. This was a really good game, and it went. I even though I didn't get to come up here and say it, it went according to the game script that I thought. I thought the Aces were going to get out. This was their time to finally be back in a finals and have a chance to go win. And then they cooled off, and they cooled off to a significant amount by a tremendous second quarter of the Connecticut Sun, where they went twenty-one and nine, held them to nine points in the second quarter. Now we're back. Line has dropped for a good reason. Total has dropped. What are you doing here? So, I first of all, you said that the line drops for good reason. I'm not sure about that. Because even though Vegas only won by three, and the game was very competitive, Vegas was lying six. They had a pretty decent chance to actually cover that game late. Mm-hmm. And yet, they did not because they kept turning the ball over down the stretch and didn't really attempt many free throws. But Vegas was up seven with 125 left. And now they dropped the to- they dropped the spread by one and a half points when Vegas had a decent shot to cover. I'm not saying they were a lock to cover or that it was a bad beat. But the fact that Vegas was kind of dancing around that number of six for the entire final couple minutes of the fourth quarter makes me really surprised this line has dropped one and a half points. And to be mm-hmm. honest, I don't get it. I oh. think this one should be pretty close to where it was in game one. So to mention, I was going to mention it. Ninety-four percent of money is coming in on the aces right now. So this As is some reverse line opinion. movement. Yeah, this is some reverse line movement here on why this line is dropping. That's just going to go into my handicap later. But some a nugget there. I I don't really understand why this line opened up so low. Connecticut kept it close. Game was low scoring. It was very very competitive. The offensive execution was disgusting down the stretch, but. I mean, you had 23 points in the fourth quarter. That's what it's expected when the mm-hmm. defense ramps up in a game one of a finals and both defenses are fully dialed in. But based on the number, I'm going to go with the aces. I, I understand your point of potential reverse line movement, which is always you know tricky and a bit concerning. 
Mm-hmm. I just think four and a half is a crazy line to put out after game one because Vegas was in a good spot to potentially cover and things didn't work out in the final 90 seconds. And now you drop it one and a half. Vegas shot terribly from three. They were the second best three point shooting team in the league in the regular season. And yet they only shot a 20.8% from three. I think that's going to bump up, but mostly, and I mentioned it on the show for the first game. I think that I was leaning Vegas for game one. However, I said I was not going to bet it because Vegas in the playoffs had really been underwhelming in game ones. They technically covered against <laughs> Phoenix, which was a disastrous performance for about two and a half quarters. Through they lo- three and a half quarters. Yeah. <laughs> they lost to Seattle outright in game one. So it seemed like they were just getting off the slow starts in the series. And mm. that's why I leaned Vegas, but I definitely love the under a lot more than the side. I think Vegas is going to do what they've done in previous series, which is come out and punch Connecticut in the mouth. Kelsey Plum's been terrible, though. She's got to get mm-hmm. it back together. She's been awful. Mm-hmm. But Gray and Wilson took over down the stretch. They're, in my opinion, the two best players in the series. No offense to Plum and no offense to John Quell, but I just think that they're the most talented players on the court every time they're on the court. I'm going to go with Vegas. I think they'll shoot better. I think the home crowd is going to play a factor. But mm-hmm. I mostly just think that Connecticut's more likely for another underwhelming offensive performance than Vegas is. I think Vegas gets back on track offensively. And I'm not sure Connecticut does. I'll take Vegas at home minus four and a half. Yeah, all right. I was on Connecticut and then the little bit of weird line movement just kind of re-emphasized my being on Connecticut because I think that this series is going to be close. I do. And it's really because of the front court and that tandem of Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner. I was surprised they only out-rebounded Vegas by five. That kind of surprised me. Shocking. Shocking. And that's ultimately what I think is the adjustments, because what I do really, really like about Kurt Miller, especially coaching his son team, is the adjustments that he's able to make, as you can see, as he goes from game to game to game. And that's why I thought that this was going to be a closer series, because while I do believe that Vegas is the more talented team and I do ultimately think Vegas wins this series. I think that this Connecticut team has the ability to make adjustments and to at least extend things, extend, 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 make these games close. I felt like last game was way too big of a spread, almost borderline disrespectful. Whether whether you think that Ace, the Aces had a good chance of covering it or not, I just didn't think that you need to go into game one with six points <laughs> of, a, of a WNBA finals. And even with this one, I still think that it can be a one-score game, if not Connecticut, be a live dog in this one on the road. Juana Bonner, one for nine, one for five from three, three points. She plays a lot better than that, and she is the catalyst in what is making them so much better offensively with her ability to score over and above anybody. She has a size advantage over almost anybody that's guarding her. And, you know, Brianna Jones coming off the bench. I still have concerns about the backcourt. They didn't play well this last game. Courtney Williams, two for nine, five points. Tisha Heidemann, three for eight, ten. She did a little bit better, two for four from three. But They also only had five free throw attempts as an entire team. Which is insane. That is insane. Like, that. that is a uh, uh, David Fidsdale, let's talk about data rant worthy right there. Because there's no way. There's no way. So Especially for a team that spends that much time in the paint. You figure that they'd at least attempt double digits. I mean, they live through the front court. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they were number one in the regular season in free throw attempts. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me, but 
I'm still on the Connecticut Sun here. I think that the I think these games are going to be close. Whether Vegas comes out and wins more like multiple of the close games and makes this kind of not close to it being a series, I think when we look at the games and by the end of the game, it's going to be close. Both of these teams are uber talented, and I just really really like this front court matchup. Sun go in there and just dominate the game, and if they can get anything from that backcourt, then I think they're live dogs to win it. So I'll take the Sun here plus four and a half. I'm assuming we're both still on the under, even though they dropped it. Yeah, I'm still picking Vegas to win, but I do like the under. I think Vegas has a lot more offensive firepower. Once again, I'm kind of hoping Plum gets it together because she's been a mess for the last couple of games in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I do think Connecticut offensively is still going to try to slow the pace, which is what they should do, is how they beat Chicago. They have to slow the pace down. So I don't think Vegas is going to win by a route. But I just think that they're going to shoot better from three. Mm -hmm. I still think that Gray and Wilson are just perfect for putting games on ice. And I'm yeah. not sure if Connecticut has a specific closer. They did a great job going 18 nothing against Chicago in game five. But I trust Vegas' shot making a bit more down the stretch. And I think as a result, Vegas will cover. It'll be close in my opinion, but I think Vegas wins by about seven. I'm just expecting a much better offensive showing from them in game two. But I don't think Connecticut's going to have a great offensive effort because a lot of their games have been low scoring in its own right. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the under. I kind of have to. I mm -hmm. feel like expecting both these teams to get to 80 or each of these teams to get to 80 is asking for way too much. I think Vegas could score 85 potentially. Mm -hmm. and you still might be good for the under. So I'm going to go with the under. I think this number is a little bit too high. Connecticut team total is like 79 and a half. That feels high to me too. I feel like they can even win a game without such. They could points. like you could yeah. see them win 75 to 73 and nobody would be. Surprised. Yeah, I actually know. I like that play. I'm like, so, yeah, I'm with you. I saw that. I thought that I thought that number was too high. Yeah, no, I really like that play. Yeah. Give me give me that 79 and a half. I really like that under. Just to go ahead and touch on it, Kelsey Plum, one for nine, one for seven, three. Brutal. Just but the last couple of games, she's been awful. Yeah, I, she's got to she's got to turn around. And right now, I I can't say I trust her. Chelsea no, she made Gray. a she made a big shot in the fourth quarter though. Yeah, so she she made one big shot down the stretch. But I mean, if you're yeah, gonna her be lone, her lone field goal, yeah, it was her own <laughs> field goal. If you're gonna be a candidate for MVP in mm. the regular season. She had really no shot to win it. It was either going to be Wilson or Stewart, but still yeah. she was the bronze medalist. She was, medal. yeah, she was sure. the bronze medalist. You got to play better. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. It's been really, really disappointing. And even if Vegas wins the title, I'm sure she'll be happy about it. I got to hold MVP candidates accountable, and she really has not lived up to the billing because she's been arguably not even the third best player on her team in the playoffs. Nice. She's definitely not yeah. been the first two. Yeah, definitely not the first two. And I mean, can you argue that, uh, you know, I think, I think it's been better. You, you can argue yeah, Raquan has been better. Hey, look, so I was just about to tell you, I'm not even saying it's Jackie. I'm going down the bench and saying Raquan has been, been really good. Raquana. She's been very good in the playoffs. Yeah. So, but that's how deep this team is, man. This team is deep. Like yeah. it's people that can step up anywhere. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough out. That's why we're both on Vegas to win. It's also why I, kind of picked Vegas in a sweep. I agree with you that I thought the games individually would be competitive. Mm -hmm. I thought it over. I was going to originally take Vegas in four, but then I remembered it's best of five and Vegas has the first two games at home. I was just expecting Vegas to win both games at home behind the crowd. So mm -hmm. I figured if you're going to give me plus 250 to win a road game three, yeah. I'll take my chances there. Just because the series is a sweep doesn't mean that it's going to be a blowout. 
We saw, for example, the Celtics and Nets series was very competitive, even though, even though the mm-hmm. Nets didn't win a game. Mm-hmm. I thought this series would be a similar story. Both teams are competitive. Cashed an over half Nets reference in the WNBA show today. I barely mentioned the Nets in like any podcast because I don't. I was at Game Four. I was there for the death of my team. But still, I just want to point out that I feel like the issue and the reason why I wasn't picking Connecticut to win a series or even a game in this series, I don't think they're dynamic enough offensively mm-hmm. to match up with Vegas. And I think Connecticut can only win games one way. They need a rock fight. Now, I know they scored 104 in game four against the, the Sky, but you get my point. I think that Vegas can win in either a slugfest or an offensive explosion. Mm-hmm. I don't think Connecticut has that luxury. That's why I thought Vegas would win the series in a small number of games, no matter how competitive the games individually would be. Yeah. All right. Before we get out to our best bets, where we give our best bet, a prop. I don't think we have a dog, or you you yeah, might no, have a dog, not, but I, I, you know, I don't know we'll what we're going to do. We'll just throw out bets. That's what we got. Yeah, player do. pro. We'll do a best bet segment, whatever. Yeah, and we're just going to throw out a bunch of bets. But before we do that, we got to talk to you about promoguide.us. Best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. Look, you might hear Ryan Kramer talk about it all the time. Plus EV, plus EV, plus EV. And if you're like me, I'm like, all right, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Promoguy.us is the place to go. They got daily updates on Osby boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And their bet tracker shows an average ROI of 25%. And they got a VIP Discord group too. So make sure you hop into their Discord group as well. If you are not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building well-informed betting community. Go to promoguy.us. Check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, promoguy.us for consistency. And consistency gives you what, people? Profit. Now we're on a sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions and millions of players around the world. Look, over unders that game that we always talk to you about is in, integrated into the fantasy experience. So if you are like me and you like to emotionally hedge yourself, emotionally hedge yourself with the over under game, hedge your fantasy and- team matchups. Yes, you can. You can either win money or you can win your fantasy game. It's, it's, a, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. And you can pick from anywhere from 2 to 20 times the money you put in if you pick correctly. And they got an app with the chat, and you can go in the chat. And you can talk with us. You can copy our picks. We can copy your picks. All of that stuff. And not only do they have NFL, but they got college football as well. Let's go, baby. Sleeper.com slash SGP for entry into that chat and a automatic deposit match up to $100. 100% up to $100. Sleeper.com slash SGP, 100% deposit match up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper starts to use for details. We're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Introducing Run Your Pool VIP, brand new subscription service that can help you get an extra edge against the books and plus exclusive access to real money pools entry into our exclusive week one and week two pools guaranteed $5,000 payouts along with our season long pool for a hundred K payout 
premium content like in-depth guides, how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. Top of the line, use promo code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP to get your 50% off your first month at Run Your Pool VIP. That's SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. And can I talk about Odds Trader? Odds Trader, the best place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You get everything you need. They have sign up codes, they have promotions from sports books, they have play statistics, key game stats, injury reports, project game weather, everything you need. Game day weather? Yes, yes, yes. I bet you need that if you were watching that 49ers in that Bears game and you didn't know that it was pouring freaking rain, looking like a hurricane, can't even see the game on TV because it's raining that hard outside. Yes, you have all of that. Ostrader.com slash Blue Wire. Ostrader, the number one site for your game day bets. All right, let's just start throwing bets out there. I'm not going to just call it anything. We're just going to throw out plays we like. I think and our I'll, favorite play is going to be the under, right? Oh, yeah, I'm throwing the under. So I'll just go ahead and do that for both of us. Throw the under out there for sure. I'm on Connecticut plus four and a half. I like that play. I feel very confident in that play. I think Connecticut is a live dog here. Sprinkle on the money line. I also like what you said about that team total under, because I still do think that Connecticut like wins a rock fight. If they win, it's a rock fight. And so under 79 and a half, it feels like a very greening up situation because that under can come in and they can lose. And I, hey, I hit under, but I even more like it because I think that that under can come in and they still win the game. So under 79 and a half, I like that play. Player prop wise, I think I want to go with. I have Alyssa. one player prop circled for me. I want uh, Alyssa Thomas over six and a half at plus money at plus 102. Yes, I want that because I think they shoot the ball better and she's the ball handler for this offense. That's assists you're referring to. Yes. Okay. Did I say assist? What I say? Something? You just said you just said over six and a half. Oh, duh. Yeah. Assist. My I, bad. I, was, I knew you meant assist, yeah. but just, you know. No, yeah, yeah. My, no, my bad. Dang. I don't. No, Megan. <laughs> Hi. I wonder if anybody could catch that reference. That is a that's a sneaky reference. There. I don't think anybody could catch that. And I like Dewana Bonner because I think Dewana Bonner has a bounce back game, and that's the catalyst for them winning. All right, I threw out a couple of bits. What you doing? So I agree with you about the under, and I like the Connecticut team total under as well. I like Vegas personally. I think this number is a little bit low. We've seen Vegas struggle in game ones. I think they'll bounce back and perform better offensively, especially in game two. However, I do want to look at a player prop, and I actually am going to fade an Aces player. And I'm going to fade Plum because I'm not sure why her number is still at 18 and a half. I know that regular season-wise, she was great. I see 19 and a half. You see 19 and a half. I see a 19 and a half. That is insane. What's the juice on that? Minus 130. I'm taking the under on that. That's one of my favorite plays. I kind of have to. Plum has had less than 19 points in each of the last four games, and she's actually scored less points in each of those four games. She went from 18 to 16 to 15 to six. And the shooting has been inconsistent, mostly bad. I mean, let's, let's be honest. She might take a bunch of shots. So the volume's a bit concerning, but 19 and a half for a player that's having a really hard time of even getting to 17 at this point, Mm -hmm. I think it's absurd. I'm just going to keep fading the player that's slumping. I would take the under with John Quell, but she's the queen of reaching exactly 15 points. And now that <laughs> and it's at 14, 14 and, and a half, half, so I can't do it. No, so, you got to no, you got to green up and take the over. I could, I could go for the ultimate 15, you know, Ooh, just triple yeah. down on it, but 
I'm gonna go with plum under. I feel like the the Kermit, the evil Kermit frog meme. Yeah. <laughs> do it with the do yeah it. with with the hoodie on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I'm still gonna go with plum under as my favorite player prop. I think based on current form, I wonder how much of it is mental mm-hmm. at this point because she's well aware that she shot terribly in the entire game one, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that she's aware that she's missed a bunch of shots in the last four games in particular. I'm going under 19 and a half as my favorite player prop. That number should be closer to 16 and a half, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot of bets. We, yep. we, we got a lot of bets going on in this one. For the people, Scott, you have anything else? Not really. We got a lot of podcasts coming up. We have uh, NFL stuff, a couple podcasts there. Have some NBA stuff coming up later this month. I believe we're doing some division previews, which should be fun. Mm-hmm. I still got tennis. Uh, I'm not sure when the next episode is going to be because the U.S. Open ended and there's not really any big, big tournaments after that. So we'll try to figure something out, but we'll do a recap show at some point. And yeah, uh, definitely a lot of fun covering this much content. Football season's upon us and we're looking forward to making a lot of money there. WNBA is almost over. Almost is the key word. There's still a lot of time to make some money. I know both of us made a lot of money in game one. We'll keep it rolling here for game two. And other than that, though, yeah, let's make some money on Tuesday. I dare them. I triple dog dare them to let us same game parlay some of these props. Ooh, I dare you. You were I, just in Vegas. You were in the studio. You could have plugged a couple things. Oh, you know? man. I, ooh, I, oh. If you want to actually know a weird coincidence, you bumped into John Quell while you were in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm currently at the hotel of the home arena for the Connecticut Sun. Does that mean anything? I don't know. But I am in Mohegan. Unfortunately, I'm leaving uh, Tuesday, so I'm going to be leaving before home game three. So I can't actually go to that. Weird coincidence, though. Just work yourself out that one. It's a sign. I'm trying to tell you. It's a sign. You come on to the sun wave. All right. Everyone, make sure you subscribe to the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts around the network. NBA, NFL, tennis, College football, the college experience, college football experience, college basketball experience. There's an experience this weekend. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what a crazy college football card. Hey, hey, my biggest bet was Kansas plus 13. For the record, I got absolutely buried on Saturday, but I did very well in the NFL. So I, I, I still lost money over the weekend, but it was more manageable. I had the Steelers defense first touchdown plus 4500 hey, so yeah, no so that. me and um who was it oh man who was it i think it was sean we were sitting there and like when we watched it i was like man what was the number on that steelers first defense first like i know somebody 4500 and i was like somebody in this room had to cash that but it was too quiet and i was like well i guess not because it's not i would be literally off my shit if i cashed that i had 20 bucks on it to win 900 hell so. yeah that was, that was a good. That was a good start to my Sunday. I also had yeah, a lot of money on the Chiefs. Great call. Great, a lot of money on the Chiefs call. as well. So NFL helped. I had Denver. I, I not Denver. Sorry. I had uh Tampa. I had Tampa in the night game, and I had Julio over thirty four and a half yards. Mm-hmm. It was a good overall weekend for NFL, but college was a mess. I'll be honest. It was not good at all. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's usually college is good for me. That was not the case this weekend. Mm-hmm. Started with UCF. 
I don't want to talk no, about it. No, no. So was Friday, right. Friday was terrible. We we were very demoralized after Friday, and then we came into Saturday and rocked the part. Only thing I wish you wish that I did was as much money as I had on Kansas plus 13. I wish I had as much on the money line. I, I had some, but I needed more because oh my gosh, what a game. Is Kansas low-key nice? I so what I I wouldn't say that they're nice, like talent wise but they're experienced and they have a great head coach Leopold's good man Leopold's yes good. he's a really good head coach and he did what some coaches are not going to do their first year and start a bunch of freshmen and now all those freshmen are balling yeah all of them so. by the way uh, to kind of segue back before we officially wrap up i went on a rant about the game five collapse for chicago Mm-hmm. Did you want to get any words out off your chest because you didn't really have the opportunity? And I'm kind of curious, but you don't have to. I know you want to wrap up. I'm kind of just curious because that's a yeah. historic collapse. And I wasn't sure if you wanted to add anything. The only thing that I'll rant about is I'll rant to myself for not telling us all the narrative quick enough of these two teams just played last year and the sky won in five. And to not sprinkle something, just something on the sun to get revenge and win in five. Because a revenge is a dish best served cold. I am kicking myself for not even recommending a small sprinkle on sun in five because that is a ultimate narrative play there. I like the sun plus the points in game five. So that worked out well. But yeah, Mm -hmm. either way, I was just curious. I went down a whole rabbit hole about the coaching. I even talked about Candace Parker and some leadership concerns. Like I, I went really, really deep. Because that's historic, and I had to bring up a lot of different angles. <laughs> but no. All right. Other than that, I have no idea how I'm in the podcast. Scott knows. Kobe knows. Sean knows. Shit, everybody knows. But it's a running but, bit at this point. You're going to yeah. be here like 15 years down the road still without an actual outro, you know? Yeah, but, you know, it's just nothing's been like super-duper catchy or anything like that. Nothing is really stuck, and I just haven't been doing that crazy same thing that everybody else does so i'm just in the podcast like this we're out